0: Welcome to Intersect, Where Church Meets Culture. I'm Josh Desch, lead pastor at Northeast Presbyterian Church in Columbia, South Carolina, and I am joined as always by my wife, the masked Betsy.
1: Hey, everybody. You got a mask on, (laughs) Betsy. I do. So do I. We're staying safe.
0: So do I. We're staying safe, everybody. And we are very excited to have a guest with us today, Mr. Craig Curry. Craig, thank you for being with us. And thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Excellent, excellent. Well, we've got a great topic that is relevant to all Christians. Betsy, give everyone the title of this episode. What are we talking about today?
1: Today, our title is uh, Confronting Homelessness in Columbia and Beyond. Hmm.
0: What an important issue, confronting homelessness in Columbia and Beyond. We will say a little bit more about Craig in a moment, but let me introduce the organization that he leads transitions homeless center and their tagline is um, the journey home begins here they are the midlands largest homeless center providing homeless men and women ages 18 and older access to our uh, access to a day center hot meals showers service providers and housing and they cover a lot of different counties by the way when we talk about the midlands folks that basically means the middle part of South Carolina. You've got the low country. You've got the up country. That's Greenville. You've got the low country. The Midlands is like sort of that big swath right through the middle of South Carolina. The best Trent, part. The, of course, it's the best. Yeah, <laughs> it's right in the middle. It's the, it's the bullseye. Um, so they cover a lot of different counties, and they, including our own county, Richland. And they opened in 2011. And listen to these stats, bets. This is so encouraging. What a... Thing to praise God for. They opened in 2011, and since they opened, they have put more than 2,880 homeless people into permanent housing. Praise awesome. God. Awesome. Amen. Now, listen, they have also served more than 1,968,803 nutritious meals <laughs> since they opened amazing and we're recording this around lunchtime so that that number is probably going up right right now as we speak yes they're going to soon cross two million nutritious meals served and they have community partnerships formed with 55 organizations that doesn't include the churches that support transitions our church supports transitions and lots of our members support transitions but that 55 that that just means other organizations in the community and no surprise here because of who it's led by Transitions is a four star rated charity as rated by charity navigator. Hmm. So we are very proud of transitions. We're very proud to have transitions in our community. And the CEO of Transitions is Craig Curry, who is our guest today. Craig is a dedicated follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a long standing member at Northeast Presbyterian Church, and he's also a ruling elder at his at our church. And his wife, Maria, serves as our women's ministry director. So you could say the Currys are just a little bit involved in NEPC.
1: Just a a little bit. I think so.
0: (laughs) What a a huge part of our church family here, the Currys. So Craig, we are uh, delighted to have you on uh, once again. And before, Craig, before we jump into this topic, how about I provide just a very quick biblical overview of why we should care about this, Hmm. okay? Hmm. All right, here we go. Um, Let me just share four verses, two from the Old Testament, two from the New Testament, about why Christians should care about this. Micah 6.8, one of my favorite verses Mm. in the whole Bible, Betsy. He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Mm. That's really the whole Christian life right there in, in one verse. But listen to Isaiah 117. It's similar. Learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. Hmm. So right there, the fatherless and the widow's cause, that is the marginalized. That's right. That is the least and the lost. That is the homeless. Now, a couple of verses from the New Testament, First John chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. Ooh. Love that. Mm. And it's also very convicting. And then, of course, there is the Lord Jesus himself. He talked about this issue a lot. Uh, probably the most famous, at least in my mind, is in Matthew 25, where, he, where he's talking about you know doing something for, for the prisoner, for the person who's cold, for the person who needs a cup of cold water. And in Matthew 25, that ends with this. And the king will answer them, truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it for me. Hmm. That's so powerful Hmm. that that we did it. It's It's like we gave it to Jesus when we did it for somebody who's in need. So... It's really just irrefutable that the Bible tells us that we should care about the least and the lost.
1: Yeah, you can't read any, uh, you cannot read the Bible without seeing God's heart for the marginalized. I think that He wants to develop in that, uh, develop the heart in His children to care about those who are marginalized.
0: Absolutely, and of course, one of a bedrock truth of our faith is that everybody's made in God's image. God loves everyone he's created. So so how could we not? Mm-hmm. How could we not? So my guess is that every Christian, I mean, I can't imagine being a Christian and saying we shouldn't care about the homeless. I'm sure there are a few people out there because there's always a few people that believe crazy things. But here's where the challenge comes in. And here's where Craig is really gonna help us. Um, it's hard to know exactly how to care mm. for the poor. Uh, we, we know that we should, but here's some things, for example, we don't wanna be taken advantage of we don't want to perpetuate an addiction that someone might have. And we, we might just not even know where to begin. So it's not just that we know that we're called to do this. The how we do this is hard. It's not, it's not always hard. Sometimes the right thing's right in front of us. But a lot of other times it's a more complex issue. So Craig, let's get your voice in here. What are some excuses or reasons that we give ourselves to not get involved when we encounter homelessness?
2: Well, Josh, there's probably quite a few, and and obviously folks will side sometimes with different things. One is safety. So safety, Mm -hmm. people are afraid. They're out on the street. It's late at night. They're approached by somebody. They're not sure. Hey, the guy's gonna rob me or what? So one is just generally the areas where homeless people are. Mm. People may be a little, you know, less secure when they're walking around and they see someone sleeping on the sidewalk or they want to cross the street or they want to get away. So safety's one that will get people. One, are, people are also overwhelmed. They're just like, hey, there are so many people. There are people on the mm. streets. If you go to Los Angeles. In Skid Row, you know, there's close to 50,000 people wow. spread mm. out in those blocks. So it's like, you know, they're, they're everywhere. They're in the woods. They're in camps. So that people can get overwhelmed and discouraged. Then there's a thought, too, I think that's incorrect, that a stereotype that, well, I shouldn't give them money because they're all lazy and they don't want to do anything and, and they're all drug addicts. So if I give them anything, they're going to just go use drugs and... But that point of that don't want to work, that's, I really challenge people to really look at that. There are a lot of homeless people who want to work. They just mm-hmm. don't know where to go, what mm-hmm. to do, and uh, they need some help. And Transitions is about helping them. And I think Christians can help people find jobs by supporting organizations that are, are skilled at getting people plugged back in. So th- that's it. You know, we can go into some. Some are more hostile. I've heard all kinds of things, and I don't even want to go into some of them because they're they're really kind of discouraging to repeat. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to. Mm-hmm. So that, I think those are some things that what people think about.
1: Hmm. Craig, last year um, I read a book called "Evicted: Poverty and Profit in the American City." by uh, Matthew Desmond. I might have brought it up on the podcast. I can't remember. But anyway, I think we've talked about this book. Um, but some, something that stuck out from that book um, that I read was this quote. Today, the majority of poor renting families in America spends over half of their income on housing. And at least one in four dedicates over 70% to paying the rent and keeping the lights on. That stat just blows me yeah. away. And I guess what it made me think, I wanted to ask, as you um, encounter homeless people, you know, they all have their own story. Do you see a certain, you know, what are some of the ways that people fall into homelessness? Um, What are some of the the common threads that you see in the different stories that you hear?
2: Usually, Betsy, everybody's different, and it's a combination of factors that Mm. will lead people into homelessness. Um, I'd highlight a few, mental health being one, a mm-hmm. uh, large problem for the community and many of the folks who are homeless. Uh, they they get a condition. They don't follow what the psychologist or psychiatrist counselor recommends. They don't want to take medicine, and that leads to problems. They, they have problems with their family. The second one is like loss of family support. Mm-hmm. The, the family is the ultimate safety net. When you, when you alienate yourself from your family, that's a very dangerous thing mm. because there's nobody there to help you. You mm. know, except a, an agency, a nonprofit. But at that point, you usually are already homeless. Mm. Um, addiction is a bad problem. Uh, you, you know, it's it, it's it's part of mental health, but. I need to say it separately because some people will look at schizophrenia and bipolar and, and treat it as obviously a mental health condition and then addiction they treat differently hmm. and hmm. they view that as self-inflicted and uh, you know, people are trapped and hmm. if you're on drugs, you need to get off drugs because you're not going to get a job and you're not going to get anything. You always run into the ones that are actually easier. It may sound bad, but if your house burns down, that's that's easy to fix. Hmm. I mean, in terms of homelessness, it's ob- obviously a tragedy, but we can get you know you can still have your job, you still have your family connections. you usually stay with a neighbor and then you got a new place to rent or whatever, and you get moved in. Um, but that when you have these barriers, those are problems. One is I'll mention two is jobs. I mean, you lose your job, you lose your health care, mm-hmm. suddenly yeah. something happens. And mm. we have people, many folks with physical disabilities. Mm. Um, walking here today, I had to wait to get out of the facility behind a person who was basically limping and walked horribly with a cane. Mm. Mm. You know, that person's not going to go work in a manual labor job. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that may be the only education that he has. So, education, job skills, all of those are added as well. Mm-hmm. Lots of reasons. Those are big ones, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Craig, let's zoom in here on our city for a moment, the city of Columbia, South Carolina. Can you please describe, in broad terms, the state of homelessness? here in Colombia and the challenges associated with it?
2: Homelessness in Colombia has pretty much been level and consistent for about the last three years. Hmm. Uh, If you look at the, the point in time count, when people, volunteers go out and count people in late January for the federal government, and they do this every year, we had 1,140 people in the 13 counties of Mock. So when you ask Columbia, it's a little bit hard because you know, Columbia is technically in Richland County, but then there's West Columbia and, you know, what's in Lexington and and such. But most of that 1140 is in Richland County. Hmm. And if they're in the northeast of Columbia, is that really downtown Columbia So you you get a mixed number there. I tend to use now the point in time 1140 count for mock because most of that is centered in the greater Columbia area. Mm. Um, We have 260 beds. So at Transitions, anyone in a homeless shelter is considered homeless. Mm -hmm. So if they're going through a program and they're off the street, the count will be unsheltered and sheltered. And that 1140 is a total number most of them are sheltered. Hmm. So when you ask how's it going and and, and the, the overall number, most of the homeless folks are older men between 40 and high 50s. Hmm. Um, there obviously are, are homeless families as well. We don't deal with families at transitions unless it's a man and a wife who are both 18 or older. Hmm. Um, children there are other providers in the columbia area that do a great job with families homeless no more uh, toby's place uh, you know, hannah house all of those help families as well and as well as there's other shelters besides transitions that help men uh, transitions helps men and women so we're unique in that sense that we'll both stay in the same facility with adult uh, men and women hmm. but that's about where Columbia is.
0: Hmm. So we're a mid-sized city, folks. If you're uh you know, if you don't live in Columbia and you enjoy this podcast, we're a mid-sized city, eleven hundred people. Betsy, that's more people than live in our neighborhood. That's probably the size of your average high school. It's a lot of people. Hmm. And it's just not something that we always give a lot of thought to. That's right. But it's mm-hmm. a very important issue. Craig, can you tell us a little bit more? Uh, about the different programs that Transitions has. You mentioned the beds, uh, but tell us, maybe you could even, without using a specific name, uh, walk us through the process of how somebody comes to Transitions and then, Lord willing, finds themselves uh, back on their feet in a permanent housing situation. So a person generally walks
2: in the door at Transitions. We have a day center that, on average, has about 90 people a day. We've already said that there are 260 beds. We're full just about every night. We're predominantly male beds. We're about 70% male, 30% female. Um, We're designed to be a one-stop shop for homeless people. So we want you to be able to come in off the streets and not have to go all over the city to find help. We have a case manager that you're going to get when you come in. Um, Ideally, we're trying to get you into a bed. If you're under a bridge at night, it's very hard to help you. We don't know where you are. You're not eating properly. You're not taking your medicine. You're not going to appointments. You're just basically off the grid, and that's not a way to get well. So we want you in the facility. We want you in what we call an emergency bed right away where you can get help. So that person would walk in. They'd get assigned a bed. And they could stay up to 30 days in that bed. And at that point, we're encouraging people to go to the hospital if they need to go see a doctor. Many of our people are in very poor health. They need medical attention. They need psychiatric attention. And we have partners on site, Columbia Area Mental Health, Mercy, all work with mental health issues. And they can get medicines prescribed if that's the case. And generally, it is. Um, and, and help people, and that person may go in that direction. Another person might have an addiction issue, and they see Laradac which is a partner that deals with substance and alcohol abuse, and they may go in that direction um, and get counseling there and get help. Or a third person may not have those issues, and they need a job. And then we have a jobs counselor, and we'll work with them to get them hired somewhere and get them saving money get them with enough income, and often they might get a roommate at transitions. Life is a lot easier if you have a roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, your mm-hmm. rent basically just drops in half. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not quite in half because you might be in a bigger uh, apartment, but that opens up a lot of doors, and we always encourage people if they find a roommate that they you know like and can live with, that's a, a good step forward. Mm-hmm. They may stay at transitions on average, People generally stay about a month if you take the people who don't successfully, who just kind of come in and leave. Or generally, you're there probably three months if you're really working the program and getting something out of it and saving money. Uh, You then get a a deposit. You have to have a, a rent deposit, and you have to pay your back utilities and a utility deposit. So we can help with that. We have a program, Rapid Rehousing, where we can pay those bills or that debt and get you into an apartment as quick as possible. Mm. And our goal is not for you to stay in the shelter. We want you moved out Mm -hmm. and into your own place. That's the whole goal with those 2,880 people. They were put into permanent housing. That's what we want. Mm.
0: Yeah, Mm. and that really fits with the Bible's model that every person has human dignity, and and we Mm -hmm. were made to work. We were made to work. We were made to cultivate the earth, to use our gifts. To use, uh, and and I love that. That's that's a biblical model to say, we want to help you get to that place where where God's designed you to be. Mm-hmm. Now I know, Craig. Just uh, one thing is COVID. I've read about this. There has been a lot of job loss with COVID, and I think that a lot of those who've lost their jobs are people in, uh, you know, positions that are that are uh, maybe not the highest paying positions and. Vulnerable positions have you used how has COVID impacted uh, transitions? Initially, we had a very large influx of people that
2: we had placed into the food service hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. And of course, as the restaurants closed, those people were furloughed immediately. And the second they were furloughed, you know, our people live paycheck to paycheck. So mm-hmm. when you don't have a paycheck, your house is gone very quickly, and so is your health care. Um, if you even have health care from the job you have, some of our people will work part-time at one place and part-time at another, so they don't have health care. Mm-hmm. And, and they're trying to scrape by and make ends meet so that they can you know, get by from month to month. So yes, people came back. Our jobs case manager and, and our case managers as well helped people get unemployment, helped people um, get a new job. There are jobs out there, so, you know, as you lost one job, certain other types of jobs started to get created. Amazon started hiring a oh. lot. Hmm. Um, some of these curbside, as food places adapted to curbside uh, service, they survived. So the restaurant where our person worked may have gone under, but then they moved to another food service industry. And you say, well, wouldn't it be nice to get out of food service? Well, that involves a longer stay, education, training, sure. and a more elaborate mm-hmm. program. So mm-hmm. we do that with some, but many of our clients do not have a GED. They have literacy issues, and they're going to work in a food service job or a manual labor job unless they, you know, they go back to school. But the chance of a 55-year-old or 60-year-old man going back to college, that's a hard sell. Mm-hmm. That, this, that, that's not what people are going to do. So we try to work with everybody where they are, and they have to want to do it. Mm -hmm. So if they want to go back to school, we're going to help them do that. Most of our clients don't. Mm -hmm. So we've worked a lot with covid and restructured the whole way we do business. I'm sitting here talking to you with a mask on. <laughs> I mean, we've had to adjust mm. the way things are done, how we feed, mm. social distancing, head to toe in the dorms when you sleep, so that you're further away from the person you're sleeping from mm. and not breathing the air as much. So it's, it's a tough congregate setting, and we're doing the best we can. Mm.
1: Well, Craig, we would love to just give our listeners a few points of application or, you know, people who say, I want to get involved in um, ministering to the homeless. So we just have a couple more questions for you. Um, what would you want every Christian to know about the difference they can make in addressing homelessness?
2: I think every Christian should know that you should do something about homelessness if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. complaining about it. Doesn't, that doesn't do any good. Yeah. I mean, if you don't like seeing people sleeping on the sidewalks, figure out in your community, wherever that is, mm. what you can do mm. and help support people, support organizations. There are different shelters. There are shelters all over America that can be helped. Transitions is only one of them. Mm. You can help with money. Um, money's a good thing, I gotta tell you. Uh, some people say, oh, no, no, I want to make food. We feed at $2 a meal. Hmm. So if you can make a meal wow. for $2, more power to you. I wow. don't think, my wife's a great cook, and I'm not <laughs> sure she could do $2 a meal. Wow. So just think about you know economy and, and scale of what we do. It's easier to feed 200 people. It's cheaper to do that. And the Salvation Army, who we partner with for food, they do a great job. Hmm. And so that's something to think about. Um, help volunteer you can teach a class you can teach a bible study this Mm. church has taught a bible study Mm. at transitions for years what a great thing to do Mm. Uh, and at the time you're you want to do it we'll work a time in and i'm sure a shelter near you wherever you are in the world would would welcome a class on financial skills Mm. Mm. or some coping skills or a bible study what a great thing to do. Mm. Um, we just had a member in our church, Marty Wells, and he worked on a Christian jobs program at Transitions that we just completed and we've designed to export to other places. So mm. get involved. Mm. Let's just get involved. Mm.
0: And one final question, Craig. It's related, a little more specific, practically speaking. Um, let So let's say I have that encounter with a homeless person let's say at Walmart or, or something like that. Um, what, what do you have a, do you have sort of a standard way that you would propose Christians go about that? Um, I know Betsy, you've been great about giving out the transitions cards, but do you have anything else you'd add? Yeah, the
2: cards, I would challenge people to know the providers in the area, Mm. know what you're talking about. If someone came up to you and said, I need help uh, being a better kayak person well if you don't know anything about <laughs> rowing kayaks maybe you should just not really say anything okay and a lot of people they, they just say things and I don't really they don't know what they're talking about mm. yeah. so one thing is get to know people in the Columbia area I tell people to go to transitions whatever yeah. they said go to transitions please they can help you there mm. and that's a true statement and we can help anybody who comes in the door um watch if you're going to have to give money i know people want to give money i'm not a, a supporter of that because i just you don't know what it's going for generally the big three that people want who panhandle are cigarettes drugs and alcohol and that's what they're going to use your cash for because they can't get that at a service provider hmm. no nonprofit's going to give them money to do any of those three things so you gotta watch that if you do feel inclined that you've gotta do something, hey, take them to McDonald's or some other place and buy them some food mm. It's hard to trade food, you know you can't you, you just eat it you eat it, mm-hmm. you eat it yeah. and that's okay yeah. mm-hmm. that's you know hey, if they eat another meal good for them, so get involved uh you know do what's do what makes sense, do what you're led to do. Don't talk to my wife, she's done. She bought people tires once. She bought she bought <laughs> oh, wow. someone new tires for a car. Wow. Now oh, I, had, I had I had to take <laughs> a big gulp. But Maria's heart's big, and you know what? She, is. she, she has bought a huge tires heart. for the car, and the woman needed t- new tires, and she had a flat tire. And I don't. I, I, that's a long story too. Let's yeah. not go there. <laughs> we'll Let's not back. go there. We'll oh,
0: Maria, she's got yeah. a big. You, you heart. know what though? Wherever you are listening to this podcast from. No excuse to not figure out in your community who can help the mm-hmm. homeless. Mm-hmm. Craig, I just want to say on behalf of me and Betsy and Northeast Presbyterian Church, thank you. Mm. Thank, thank you. you for what you do. Thank you for your commitment to transitions, for your commitment to what the Bible says about caring about the least and the lost. We are grateful for you. We are grateful for transitions. What a worthy organization! to get behind folks, Mm -hmm. both in terms of your money and your time Mm -hmm. and your prayers. Mm -hmm. Betsy, tell our audience where they can find us online.
1: Well, y'all, we would love for you to bop over to our Facebook page. It's Intersect Podcast. Um, Also, if you you ever have an episode suggestion or if you have any feedback on an episode that you want to give us, we always welcome your emails. That is intersect at anyprez.com. And uh, we'll read them and enjoy them.
0: Craig, thank you again for coming on. And thanks for having me. Okay, God bless everybody. We'll see you next time.